Well, I also want to welcome you this morning uh, to our Cornerstone service. If we have not met, my name is David. I serve as a senior pastor. And there are a few things I want to do right off the top before we dive in today. And the first is I want to celebrate uh, a particular uh, person for you. Uh, we have many staff who you see uh, on a regular basis, pastors and worship leaders uh, uh, who, who you know and, and you appreciate and, and you treasure. And there are a whole host of additional people who work behind the scenes who you may not see on a regular basis, uh, but who make ministry happen here uh, in our local church. For many years, uh, we have been blessed by the ministry of Cindy Blackburn. Uh, she has served as an executive assistant uh, in our adult discipleship area. Uh, she served as my executive assistant for the uh, executive assistant for our former senior pastor, Mike Ramsdell, and most recently has served uh, in the area of congregational care, working with Celebrate Recovery, uh, working with all of our care ministries. Uh, if you know Cindy, uh, you probably know her either through Celebrate Recovery or you know her uh, because when a family is in need, uh, when we have a death in our church, uh, she is often the one who steps in, helps with details. Uh, she's here early to get ready for that service. Uh, she stays late to make sure everything is as it should be. Flowers get here on time and all the things that have to happen behind the scenes. Uh, and Cindy uh, has accepted a new ministry position. Uh, she's going to be serving as the executive assistant uh, for the Center for Evangelism and Church Growth uh, for our annual conference area. Uh, she will be working with uh, the Reverend Mike Ramsdell, who is moving into that position as the leader uh, for the executive director for the Center uh, for Evangelism uh, and Church Growth. And so all that's to say that uh, in the 12 years that I worked with Mike uh, and now in his uh, new role, this is the first major fracture in our relationship uh, as he is stealing uh, Cindy from us, uh, but she's moving on to a great uh, ministry opportunity for her. Uh, we are proud of her, happy for her. This is still her church home. You will still see her here at 930 and in, in many of the ways uh, that she's already served. She'll continue to serve as a volunteer. But Cindy, would you come up? Uh, and Wayne, go ahead and come up uh, with her. We want to present her with this orchid uh, as our sign of appreciation for uh, her great work. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Here's the second thing. Next weekend is a big weekend. You all know that because it's Memorial Day weekend. It's a holiday weekend. You're probably already thinking about plans. You've been exchanging emails with family or friends. Who's going to bring the hot dogs or the barbecue, whatever uh, level of uh, excitement you're going to have in that party. Uh, but it's also a really important weekend for us. Uh, it's uh, an incredibly significant weekend for us. So among all the other things that you're planning on doing for Memorial Day weekend, I want to make sure that being here in one of our worship services is one of those 
those things because next weekend I'm going to be doing a pulpit swap uh, with Pastor Michael Evans who serves as the senior pastor for Bethlehem Baptist Church. Uh, Many of you know Michael because he serves in various ways in our community. Michael and I served together on the hospital advisory board. Uh, For 10 years, Michael served as a trustee on our school board. Uh, Two of those years, he served as president of the school board. Uh, When Michael was elected by his peers to serve as the president of the school board, he was the first African American to serve uh, as the president uh, of that school board here in our community. Uh, He was most recently elected to serve as a trustee for the Tarrant County College Board. Uh, And the other thing I can tell you about Michael that you may not know is that he is a pastor in our community who other pastors look to for wisdom and leadership uh, and advice. Uh, he, is, uh, he is someone who, over the course of the 25 years uh, that he has served in our community, uh, I can say with absolute certainty that every single person who calls Mansfield home, uh, whether they know Michael, know Bethlehem, uh, they uh, live in a community that is better because Michael has served here. Uh, And so you're going to be really blessed by the chance to hear him in all of our services. Uh, The other thing I want you to know, you may not know, Bethlehem Baptist Church and First United Methodist Church of Mansfield are the two oldest faith communities here in our area. Uh, Our faith communities are so old, in fact, that we, uh, we have been around longer than the city in which we are located. Uh, Both of us date back to the 1870s, and to my knowledge, uh, this is the first time uh, that these two communities have participated in an event like this where we do a pulpit swap. I think we've swapped choirs before, uh, but you will have the honor to hear him, and I want you to know up front uh, that I receive it as a tremendous honor to be able to represent you, uh, to represent the life and faith of this congregation as next week I get to go to Bethlehem uh, and to share with them. So don't miss the chance to hear Michael, even if you're traveling traveling out of town, be sure and watch online uh, because you'll be blessed by what he's going to share with you. Uh, Today we're going to wrap up this series, The Seeds of a Better Life. And let me go ahead and invite our ushers. Uh, They are going to come and pass out a handout that I've prepared for you. Don't be nervous. We're not receiving a second offering. They're giving something to you, okay? Uh, A handout that I want to provide for you as we wrap up this series uh, that we've been in uh, since since Easter. So we've been talking about the better life, the idea that we're all pursuing a better life, and we've been looking at this idea that the better life is a planted life, that we believe in what the scriptures speak of continually is the idea that for us to pursue a better life, we have to be planted in good soil, we have to nurture that soil. There are seeds that we need to be intentionally planting and nurturing in our life. And so over the last three weeks, we've talked about three specific seeds that I want to just quickly review for you uh, as you receive this handout. We talked first about the seed of beliefs. Uh, And you see here two different frameworks, two different uh, ideas of what we mean by beliefs. We talked about uh, the idea that God is God, I am not, I need God. That this is a framework for thinking about the beliefs of our life. And we also talked about a very different framework, that God is distant, I am alone, and I will try to figure it out. And, and, and that depending on which framework you subscribe to, which one you say is the, you want to be the guiding convictions of your life, it, it will lead you to live a very different life. We also talked about that because you're a human being, not because you're weird, not because you're broken, not because you're different from everybody else, but because you're a human being like everyone else. Uh, We have a tendency to drift in our life uh, when it comes to our core convictions. 
Now, that we may even begin a day where we feel this core convict, this, this idea that God is God and I am not and I need God, but yet over the course of the day, because of the situations and circumstances we face, we find ourselves living according to a very different belief. Which brought us to our second uh, C, the idea of practices. And what practices are, are those things that we do consistently in our life that seek to reaffirm our beliefs that bring us back to the core values and core convictions uh, that we have in our life. And then last week we talked about the seed of community, that sharing life together in relationships where we know others and we are known by others is another seed. It's another way that we uh, uh, offer ourselves up for ongoing transformation to become the people that God has called us to be. At starting point this last week, which is a gathering we do for anyone who wants to make a membership uh, commitment to our church, here's how I talked about community. That we believe amazing things happen in our rows, but life transformation happens in our circles. So when you come to worship each and every weekend, everything that you experience, we've planned this out. We've put a lot of time and effort into, into what we want to share with you. Uh, we have prayed over the, the songs that you're, we're going to sing, the prayers that are prayed, every scripture that I'm going to read or a thought that I'm going to share with you. And we hope that amazing things happen when we gather in these rows. But we believe that real transformation, deep life transformation actually happens in circles as we come together with others who we are sharing life with together intentionally. Uh, we're sharing the celebrations and, and the joys of life, but we're also in relationship with people that we trust, that we love, that we, that we know love us, who are there for us when we need to share things that we don't really wanna share with anyone, but we know we need to, so that someone else can pray for us and someone else can encourage us and that we can do the same uh, for others. So what I have given to you is the culmination of this entire series. This is what we have been moving towards uh, all along over the course of these four weeks. And if you participate in what we call the first 15, then you know you've already seen some of what, or maybe all of what you have before you. Uh, because for the last three Saturdays, what you've received as a part of that devotional resource is a link to a survey. And over the last three weeks, as we've talked about each of these three seeds, we've added questions to that survey. It's been titled the First 15 Weekly Check-In, and we have been putting this together as a resource for you to use to be very intentional about planting these three seeds in your life. In other words, we want to make sure that as we finish this series, we don't finish uh, and, and, and just think, well, that was... That was pretty good, it was kind of helpful, that one story was pretty funny, but rather that we actually give you something in your hands tangibly that you can take this and you can apply it in your life. And so today I'm going to work through this resource with you, just go through these questions. I'm going to offer to you a, a few scriptures you may want to write down in connection with these questions. And then at the end of that, I'm actually going to give you a chance uh, to work through the survey for yourself today and to engage in this, in this practice. So look with me uh, at question one here. Uh, first question begins, according to 1 John, God is love and perfect love drives out fear. 
Uh, Have you been open to experiencing God's love in your life this week, uh, looking at the spectrum between anxiety and peace, where was your heart this week? This is a question uh, for you to think about. Uh, Again, this this comes to you on Saturday for you to just pause and think, what's been driving driving my life uh, this week? Excuse me while I skip a slide. Here we go. Here's a few scripture references. Uh, 1 John 4, 18 is the one that is referenced there in the question. 1 Peter 5, 17, just a good reminder. Uh, It says, cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. He cares about those things that worry you, that, that keep you up at night. Philippians 4, 6 through 8 says, don't worry about anything, but in everything present your requests to God. Turn your worries into prayers so that your life is driven not by anxiety, but driven by peace. Question two, trust in the Lord with all your heart, Proverbs 3 says, and lean not on your own understanding. The full reference there is Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, faith, trust, and surrender all involve taking the risk of embracing dependence on someone or something beyond ourselves. Who have you been depending on this week? So take a, you take a few minutes and you look back over the last few, last few days and ask, what, who have I been, really been depending on this last week? Question three, we live in a culture that trains us to think first about ourselves. But Paul instructs us in Philippians 2, full reference is verses 1 through 11, to value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Looking at the five categories of your life listed below, consider how well you loved others as Jesus loved you this week. Thinking about the category of your home life, your friends, your neighbors, your those in need, work or school, whatever context you spend time with each and every day, and the strangers in your life. Question four, we move into practices to establish God as first in my heart and life. I gave God the first 15 minutes of each day this past week. A practice that we believe that when you give to God the first 15 minutes of your day, it changes every other minute that you spend that day. Question five, the Apostle Paul writes, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. That's the end of this reference I just uh, shared with you earlier, Philippians 4, 6 through 8. Did you intentionally pursue a healthy diet for your heart and mind this week? Beyond the expression of simply giving to God the first 15 minutes with the rest of the time that you had, did you, did you pursue a diet for your mind and your heart and your soul that was healthy? Luke 6, 45, Jesus says this, the good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him. The evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. If we want our words to reflect what is good, we can't go looking for it at that moment. It's what comes from within. It reflects what we have been uh, allowing our heart to feed on. Uh, uh, Proverbs 4.23, another one worth, uh, worth memorizing. Above all else, the proverb says, guard your heart for everything that you do flows from it. Everything you do flows from your heart. Question six, can you share one tangible way that you sought to bless and embody grace for someone else this past week? Can you remember a time where you as an expression of your own faith and love shared that with one another? Question seven, I will participate in corporate worship this week by attending. This should be the easiest question for all of you to answer, okay? You are right now at Cornerstone, Sunday at 9.30, okay? 
Question eight, sharing life with one another is essential to our ongoing growth in Christ. Real community involves a commitment to honesty. As you think back about the significant, as you think about the significant relationships you have in your life, where are you right now between holding back and sharing honestly? Several references here. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12 says, pity the person who has no one to help them. Uh, It's better to to have a partner for you have a better return on your labor. Two are great, but a triple braided cord cannot be broken. Uh, Ephesians 4.15 says, speak the truth to one another in love. Why would we do that? The rest of the verse says this, so that you can grow into full maturity in Christ. James 5.16 says this, confess to one another and pray for one another so that you can be healed. Now, the healing part sounds really exciting, right? The confessing to one another and praying. Well, that, that's not as exciting. But that's what the Scripture says. Be open and honest with one another and be willing to pray for one another so that you can experience healing in your life. One of the most tremendous promises that Jesus shares, Matthew 18, 20, where two or more are gathered. I am there. When we share life with one another, when we confess to one another, when we're honest with one another, we are in the presence of Christ who is there with us, sharing his own grace and love. Have you been holding back? Are you sharing with the people that God has placed in your life? Question nine, if you find yourself in the same place next week that you are today, do you know what you will most regret not sharing with a trusted friend? Who do you need to intentionally make time to connect with in the week ahead? In other words, don't get to next week and say, whoops, (laughs) I forgot to do that again. But rather, if you already know in advance what you will regret not doing, not sharing, who do you need to intentionally make time to spend time with in the week ahead? And then question 10, working through these questions, here is what I learned about what I can do better in the week ahead. So what's the purpose of this? What's the reason that we want to give this uh, to you? First, it is not to expose your deficiency. You will not have to turn this in. You don't have to bring it to church the next day. I'm so sorry. This is the best I could do. That's not the purpose of it. The purpose is rather so that you can pursue honesty. You can take a moment perhaps over the course of your week and to just be honest with yourself. Be honest about where you are in your life. This is, this is where I am right now. And as I look at where I am, as I seek to honestly evaluate where I am, uh, let me, Lord, also recognize what my growing edges are. What are the things that I, maybe I missed doing it this last week, not because I intentionally did so, but I just, I just wasn't thinking about it. And I want to be more aware of it as a, as a new week begins. It's just for you. Uh, this comes to you via email. It's a survey that you take, but I don't look at that. No one's going to value it. It's, it's, only, it's only for you. A resource that we wanted to put together to help you to take what we've talked about and, and, and to pursue what we know we all want, which is a better life. A better life, a fuller life, a richer life, a life that we believe is the result of being planted in good soil and being people who are intentionally nurturing that soil in our life. So Dylan's going to come up and uh, I'm going to give you a few minutes just to work through uh, this survey for yourself. Uh, If you're seated next to your spouse, don't look at their answers. It's just for them. Your answers are for you.
Um, I, and you may have, a, some of you got this yesterday via email, and so you've already invested some time. If you have, maybe just spend a few more minutes intentionally thinking about question 10. Uh, what are the things that you might do in the week ahead uh, to get better? Uh, so take a few minutes, uh, grab a pen, uh, listen to some nice music that fills the awkward silence, and together let's pursue the better life.
in our bathroom, my wife and I uh, have something that maybe you have in, in your bathroom. It has a function. It's a tool. It's something that is meant to be used, but uh, it is something that I would rather treat as a decoration, though it doesn't necessarily beautify the bathroom. Uh, it's one of those things that uh, if you don't use it, it just tends to gather dust. But every morning I pass by it, and when I pass by it, I have uh, to answer the question in my head of, are you willing to take down that thing? It's called a scale. Anybody else have a scale in their bathroom? Or a dust collector, right? You walk by and you think, I don't want to get on that. I'd rather not know. <laughs> I don't want to see. I don't, I don't want to. It's hard to do. Measuring is hard to do. Evaluating is hard to do. And yet, we also know how powerful that can, that can be. I know you want a better life. Is it possible that the Spirit of God today would ask you this question? How hard are you willing to work for it? Because Jesus has no desire to simply be your good luck charm or your fallback plan. And if you see that image of, uh, go ahead and put the, that graphic back up, the, the, the seeds one. If you see that image of just a sprout, and you think to yourself, okay, that's, that's where I am. There's something growing, but I want, I want more. It may be that it's time to take another step and to, and to give a little bit more time and effort to really pursuing what a better life looks like saying, Jesus, I don't, I don't want you to just be a fallback plan or a good luck charm. I really want to partner with you, and I want to listen to you, and I want to hear what you would speak to me in my life, and I want to share moments of success. I want to be able to measure myself and to look at some things and say, wow, I did do that consistently this week. But I also want you to be able to speak into my life and, and say, hey, let's work on that next week. That you would receive that moment not as a moment where you think, oh no, I'm terrible. But you would meet the grace of God in that moment that says, next week we can do better. Next week we can do better. Uh, if you were to go to a doctor and they were to say to you, eh, you look pretty good. Annual physical, ah, we don't need to do any tests. You just, you look fine. You'd probably think, well, what are you doing? This doesn't, why am I paying you? <laughs> what, are you what are you doing for me? Well, part of my job is to be a pastor to you and to invite you to, to look at where you are and to say, well, maybe you, should, maybe you should invest in this and let's see where you can go. So next Saturday, if you receive the first 15, this is what you'll get in your email inbox. And the Saturday after that, this is what you're going to get in your email inbox. Right now, we've committed to doing this for the first weekend of September. We're putting it out there, but it's yours. It belongs to you. And it can be just like that scale. It can be that thing that you walk by and go, I am not getting on that. Or it can be a resource that you might utilize to pause and celebrate success and also see where your growing edges might be because I want you to find the better life too. 
I want you to find it too. Let's pray. Loving God, we, we want to thank you first for providing a way. We often forget, Lord, just to simply say thank you for that. Thank you for providing a way. Thank you for building a bridge. Thank you for meeting us at that place of need with grace. Lord, we pray that our awareness and understanding of that grace would consistently invite us back to that place where we might be able to celebrate success and progress, but also, Lord, be able to identify the places where we might need to grow. That we might be able to see, Lord, those relationships, circumstances, or situations that we may have unintentionally avoided, but need a little bit more of our time and our attention. Help us, Lord, as a church family together, but also individually, Lord, help us to find what truly is a better life. Give us the courage, Lord, to to do the work that it takes to keep growing with you. All these things we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.